You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you Inside the Locker Room, presented by Dr. Pepper, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome in to Inside the Locker Room right here on a beautiful, well, rainy, gross Friday morning. But it's SEC Tournament Friday morning. Joe Gaither filling in for Wimp and Barry Sanderson this morning with my friend Aiden Dollins. And before we get the program started, let me tell you about our friends at Yellowwood. If you are building anything outside, you need Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com for all your outdoor outdoor needs, your building projects. If you need a deck built, a fence, or any kind of Pergola, that's that's Barry Sanderson's favorite word. I'll bet he has a beautiful pergola thanks to Yellowwood. So visit yellowwood.com, and we appreciate Yellowwood sponsoring today's program. Uh, we're going to do it a little differently today because I'm going to be with you from 7 to 9 with on inside locker room and then we'll have gary harris gary harris is going to be joining us uh well he's going to be we're going to be re-airing some of the gary harris interviews from the week the basketball centric interviews because he you know it's going to be tight we're doing tight hoops pregame show at 10 o'clock and ctsn is joining us at 11 so it's gonna be a weird morning so we're kicking it off with wake and take this is wake and take right here on tide 100.9 I've got thoughts, I've got notes, I've got opinions on topics, but it's up to you to get them out of us. So join us on the Yellowwood Hotline at 205-342-9904. Wake and take. It's up to you to get them out of me. I got thoughts, news, and notes. But first, we interview Aiden Dollins. Aiden, good morning. You good? I'm good. What do we got, Joe? Hey, tell me this. How much of a crybaby was Bruce Pearl after that loss last night, man? Well, I got to be honest. You're gonna have to educate me. I flipped right from the ball game into uh, into a little bit of PGA Tour because I was waiting on LSU to get started, and and thought, you know, I just enjoyed. I enjoyed Arkansas. You know what, what they did was perfect. What they did was perfect. They allowed Auburn to get right back into the game, dig, 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 dig through a hard second half and take a lead. Oh, take a lead, but it was Wendell Green at the end of the game. Wendell Green uh, driving down. 15, what, third? Oh, here it is on, on the screen. 20 seconds left, straight down the lane. 15, 16. Oh, and he turns the ball over at the rim with a chance to win. Yeah, he's trying to get it to the Broom Broom Room, but that didn't work out very well. Uh, turnover at the rim. Arkansas makes two free throws. Wendell Green. They Actually, Bruce, you drew up a, weird, a nice little play there. Uh, the, the, the final was very fitting there because Wendell Green came <laughs> up about three inches short. We didn't know, you know why. Of being both six foot and having the game winning game tying shot. And you know why he was short? If because fall, he is short. Falling away on a wide open shot is not really advised. And why do you fall away on a wide open shot? Because you're used to kicking your legs out to draw the foul. Looking for a foul. There was nobody. But you, your coach drew up a perfect play. 
gave you a wide open shot. He did. You, I got to give you, Pearl you, that all day. And, and you know what? John, uh, John I. Broom, good execution, catching the ball in the post, getting the back out to Wendell Green. Missing the shot because you're kicking your legs out looking for a phantom foul that was never going to come. So what did Bruce Pearl say? How was he crying afterwards? Well, you know, I don't have the uh, verbatim quote in front of me, but in essence, it boiled down to the SEC has gotten too hard. We played too physical and teams are too tired down the stretch and it's a detriment to our conference heading into tournament play as if the Big 12. Is it the most physical and tough conference to play in in this league? And the champion always comes out of there. As if back in the day, the ACC wasn't the most physical and difficult conference to play in, and the champion came out of there. Because Bruce Kurt Pearl is a crybaby. What is he trying to say there, Bruce? We have a we play in a in a hard league. Well, isn't that the point? Isn't that the exact point of playing? And the SEC, it just means more. It Joe, just, you know you know what it was? Joke. It is a joke. That's exactly right, Bruce. Like, what do you, I mean? Oh, you know what he's doing? He's campaigning at this point because now losing to Arkansas, yes, people say, oh, you're in with the win over Tennessee last week, but I don't know about that. Yeah, you, you push the number one team to the brink over here in Coleman Coliseum, but overtime, overtime loss, and that was a joke. You got smashed! But I think you might be out. I think they might be NIT bound. Let the conference tournaments continue to play out. Uh, Aiden, in just a second, you can look up how many active conference tournaments. Obviously, you have the Power 5, Power 6 conference tournaments going on. Big East, ACC, Big 12, all that stuff. Pac-12. Watch a little Pac-12 after dark last night. Enjoy a little USC action. But... I think Bruce Pearl might be out. I think Bruce Pearl on Sunday at, what, 1.30, 2 o'clock, once the brackets get really finalized, I think Auburn Tigers might be headed to the not-invited tournament. Joe, you know I only learned like three weeks ago that that's not actually what it stands for? It stands for the National Invitational Tournament, I correct? didn't know that. I thought it was like literally the not-invited tournament. Well, at one point, and please call her, correct me if I'm wrong, at one point, I believe, and this is early, 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 I believe it was like the National, the national Championship Tournament. Uh, like, that was the deal. And then the NCAA said, no, 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 we're not letting you guys make money off of us. Uh, we're going to... We're gonna." Wasn't that back in, like, the 50s? Yeah, you know, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, back in the back in the day. Like, before Coach Sanderson was even uh, shooting jump shots. What well, else we got for you, Joe? Hey, Vanderbilt or Kentucky? Who's the safer money on in this game? Oh, it's it's Kentucky. It's Kentucky, absolutely. Now, Vanderbilt is a nice story. You give the Commodores a lot of credit winning last night. I mean, first off, LSU's bleeping terrible. LSU, you're not good. Get out of our tournament. Sorry. Everybody who played on Wednesday night is, is, is thankfully gone now that Ole Miss and LSU are, uh, are out. Thankfully. Gah! The four worst teams in the league makes my eyes bleed. So, yeah, you got you to win. You beat LSU. I don't really give you a whole lot of credit over that because LSU probably belongs in uh, high, you know, 7A high school basketball. Who, who won 7A? Did Hoover win 7A? Uh, uh, yes, yes. Hoover won 7A. Yeah, yeah, they, they could beat LSU. They, they could beat LSU for sure. Hoover's got like a 6'11 kid, six, uh, a 7-footer. I think he's a junior. Uh, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, they could beat LSU for sure. The bottom end of the uh, of the SEC was that bad. Now tonight, I think Vanderbilt, the, your uh, your dream runs out because Catlana arrives in in Nashville. Oh God, it's going to be Aiden. Uh, you're you're kind of a fresh basketball fan, and what happens is 
the entirety of a of, of Big Blue Nation buys out uh, Nashville, buys out Bridge, Bridge, Bridgestone, and it becomes a home game, a Kentucky home game, pretty much every time they're playing in the session. Now, thank the Lord, Alabama drew the number one seed. No, didn't draw the number one seed, earned the number one seed. Earned the number one seed because... You don't play in the same session as Kentucky. You get the first, you get the early windows. You're playing in, at noon, and yes, in the evenings to, uh, tomorrow you get you get Kentucky. So you kind of get uh, away from Big Blue Nation, uh, but that becomes a problem on Sunday if Kentucky's still around. I, I think Kentucky's the most dangerous team. Uh, 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 most dangerous team challenging the Alabama championship run. If I'm not mistaken, Joe. Didn't Vanderbilt beat Kentucky at their actual home this yeah. season? Yes, they did. Uh, and, okay. and, and at a period where where Vanderbilt is still, you know, is get, getting better. So in Vanderbilt's hometown, you think Big Blue Nation affects the game enough to cause them to lose despite Vanderbilt having gone to Lexington and won? I'm not sure I follow. Now, like you said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a freshman. I'm, I'm green pea. I'm a rookie. I get it. I'm not sure I follow. But my next question for you, you were watching that Arkansas-Alabama game. It was good basketball. Ooh, it was really fun, fun to watch. What was that weird-ass tech at the, towards the end of the game? The one where they got, where Auburn fouled the guy as he was going for the rebound, and then homeboy's just, like, getting ready to brace himself to hit the ground and makes contact with an Auburn player at all. You know, Javon, or Javon Quinterly gets assaulted, and it's not a foul. But this guy gets a tech for that? Yeah, so uh, I, I, I think uh, you kind of described it pretty well. The, the, the uh, Arkansas, yes, the Arkansas man, Mitchell, I believe Mitchell was uh, coming, 15, coming yeah. down, Mackay Mitchell, uh, ends up kind of following through on the, <clears throat> on the Auburn man and doesn't really, he, he, he does, he, yeah, he pushes him, but the Auburn man fell. I mean, it was a little bit of both. It was, it was 50-50. It, it wasn't really that egregious. And thankfully, upon review, Upon review, it wasn't that a good. They, they said, okay, this is just a, a tech with two shots on the ball. But it was a moment that gave Arkansas life, or excuse me, gave Auburn a lot of life. Uh, Katie took those free throws, right? Katie may, may, was a, a menace. I think Thanks he went one for one. Thank God that he's out of the tournament and. Hopefully, he's going to be out of the big tournament as well. Katie Johnson, probably my number one most hated player in the SEC. Boy, but, but, but going back, I think that's a legit tech. Um, well, barely. It's barely a legit tech. I'll say that. It's a legit tech, but, but, but barely. Um, and I'm glad they reviewed it and didn't make it anything more than it was. Uh, I just enjoyed the aspect that I enjoyed last night was, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I wanted Arkansas to win, but I, want, I kept finding myself in the second half pulling for Auburn to make the game closer. And then, and then I kept watching in the second half, enjoying Musselman and, uh, and Bruce Pearl going back and forth at the officials and each of them complaining in their own ways. And like I just got more and more like, can both of these teams lose? Can both of these teams? So I kept pulling for whoever was down to, you know, come back. Uh, could come back and, and make whoever was up, you know, upset a little bit. And it, I think it worked out perfectly because Auburn, all their fans thought they were going to advance on to Thursday because uh, their comeback effort was strong. It was good. It was good. Their comeback effort was not bad at all. Uh, it, it, but it came up a little bit short. And usually we're making those jokes for Eric Musselman. Uh, but but uh, Bruce Pearl. We, we, we shouldn't make those jokes. He's 5'8". Nick Saban's 5'6". 
We well, should. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. You uh, you want to make fun of Nick Saban? No, that's what I'm saying. We got to leave Eric Musselman alone. He's even taller than Saban. We can't be the ones throwing the rocks. We don't. We don't come throw. Come throw rocks at us. We don't care. All right. We, now, we we've got we we got plenty of defense. We got six national championships worth of defense. Following up on Auburn and KD Johnson, uh, Joe. Just because I happened to see a picture of both of them in my social media feed this morning, are you sure that KD Johnson is not? The long-lost love child of Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> Are you sure about that? They have I'm not. similar, uh, what it's is the, it, T-lines. Right, the, 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 the cheek and eye socket area, you right. know? I, I think that's known as the T-zone amongst the beauty la- the ladies in the beauty, beauty area. Yes, yes, but, and a general face shape that matches. I'm, oh. not, I'm not convinced. I'd love to see a DNA test. What do you think about Nick Saban this week? Complaining still about NIL to Stephen A. Smith. Stephen uh, A. Smith, I mean, you're complaining about NIL. I mean, come on, coach. Where are you, are you complaining about NIL? yells at cloud. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. He's talking about wanting to put a salary cap on it. And coach, once again, displays a lack of understanding of what NIL really is. He talks about, oh, there's salary caps in the NFL. There's salary caps in every major sports league. But NIL is not salary if you want to make it salary, coach, that's cool. I'm game with that. And then cap it. You want to cap this? Cap it. That's cool. But the salary has to come from the school. The salary has to come from the conference. Come from the organization. Then you can cap it. Joe, I, it, it's it's like a it's like an issue I took with something our colleague Josh Smith was saying uh, yesterday or the day before. You know, talking about like, oh, the NCAA did this so they didn't have to pay people and pay taxes on payroll. That's very fair. And, and uh, But it's not what happened. What happened is the Supreme Court of the United States essentially just said, you're not allowed to tell the kids they can't go out and get these endorsement deals. That's true. That's all they said. They said, you can't tell the kids no. Nothing else changed. And, and, and that's fair, too. Like, uh, and that's why the salary cap thing doesn't make any sense. But exactly, because you, you talk about, okay, yes, Russell Wilson is under a salary cap. Justin Fields, you know, whoever, any quarterback, everybody is under a salary cap in the NFL. They're all, play, you're, they're all playing under the same rules. I think it's like $280 million. $248 million. That's a debt gump dollar. Right, exactly. Uh, but Russell Wilson can go um, and put an endorsement deal for Nike. He can put an endorsement deal for, uh, what is it, Club, give me some cologne, you know, Paul Ralph, Ralph Lauren. He can do, do an endorsement deal for Joe's Car Wash. He can do, do an endorsement deal for Hooters. He can do, like, literally, he can go capitalize every single market if he wants to. He can have Bose headphones. He can go be an endorser for, for Facebook. And what you're going to do is you're going to say, oh, man, Russell Wilson, he's doing too many endorsement deals. It's, it's distracting from the game. But it doesn't have anything to do with the salary that the Denver Broncos are paying him. Boom. So, so he, can, he can go make as much money off the field as he wants to. And that's what and our point. And that's all NIL is. Like, like, quite frankly, Joe, if we're trying to preserve amateurism, NIL, the way they did it because of that Supreme Court ruling, is the closest they were ever going to get. The schools don't get to hand the kids money. Now, the NIL collective thing is a whole different discussion about that. You know, like, how much money is Brandon Miller getting because, yay, Alabama decided to set up a deal with on-it athlete for a pack of 
12, 10,000 packs of trading cards at twelve ninety nine a pop. I gotta you give me. I gotta give me some of those cards. I gotta give me some of those cards. Oh, dude, same. I need one of the fifty signed packs. Collectibles. Well, and they're trying B-bill. to they're trying to do like a, a two in one card for the Quinterly Brothers, and I need that framed. Yes. That sounds awesome. That's the kind of NIL stuff, Alabama, you can hook me on. Yeah. Because I can I can get myself. Uh, I remember collecting the Pokemon cards as a child with a notebook with all the sliders of all the, you know, you, you can get three by three by three, nine, nine cards in a slider. And I can just put my Brandon Miller sign, my JQ and, and Javon, uh, J- Jaden Quinto, excuse me, uh, next door to each other. I can get my, you know, my NATO's in the Wimp Sanderson jacket card. Yes. There's no reason I shouldn't be able to walk into a sprint mart and buy Alabama football trading cards. What you do is you go to Coach Sanderson and you say, Coach, look, I know you've got like 15, 20 of these Blazers. I hear you giving them away to Tom Hart on the television all the time. Can we have one? And we're going to cut it into little squares, little, little tiny squares, and we're going to stitch it into these trading cards, and it's going to be the Wimp Sanderson special. And it's go, we're going to sell each of these cards for $150, $200 a pop, right off rip retail, because it's got a piece of one of the jackets. Oh, gosh. Come on. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of which, next time somebody Aaron sees Aaron hire me. Speaking of which, next time somebody sees one of those Wimp Sanderson hats at Alabama Vintage, please let me know because I need one of them and I can never find it on eBay. Well, you know what you need and you don't know, you probably don't know about this. They used to have masks of Wimp Sanderson's face. And all the students used to be holding up the mask because you know the classic coach oh, yeah. scowl. And we love you, coach. I hope you're having a good morning. Yeah, I, I really do. Uh, I, I, honestly, it's the highlight of my job working with Coach Sanderson. But they used this is to. the best show on this they, they used to hold up the masks and, uh, and, 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 and you know, intimidate the crowds by millions of Wim Sanderson scowls in, in, in the crowd from the, uh, from, from the student section. It's, it's like the old. Uh, Back when Tony Romo was getting going, hitting his prime in the cow- as a Cowboys quarterback, they'd uh, do the Jessica Simpson masks. Let's head out to the Yellowwood Hotline. Tom, you're in on Wake and Take. What up this morning? Woo, having a good day. Getting it going on a Friday. God, it's so nasty outside, though, but looking forward to ho- hoops. Yeah, yeah. Alabama today at noon, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got a question. You ready? Oh, y- yes. The, the floor Actually, is yours. Hold on 30 more seconds, Tom. <laughs> what is wrong with Justin Thomas? Does he feel like he has to spot the field 10 strokes before he wakes up and starts playing golf? Well, my man, is he still struggling with the putter? Because he went through a time. Hey, I, I just I went down through the scoring. Uh, Plus one. Guys, we're doing, you know, and, and, and Dustin's one over. Everybody else is under par. Mullinex, uh, all of them, and uh, they're all under par. But Justin, he's one over. I mean, what in the world is going on with him? And, Did and, you and, watch and, any of it? I didn't watch any of them, but I'm familiar with the the the, uh, the stadium course down there. It, it, it's 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 a gettable course, it, but I mean. You have to play well, and you have to putt well. So let's see what Justin well, did. Won. Let's see he what he did. That yeah, it's not a, it's not, t- uh, it's not that. Incre- 
That's one I play a lot on the video games, Tom. Uh, do you like the uh, 17? How many how, how many cracks at 17 would it take for you to uh, to find the green? Oh, just so one green oh, from 130. Yeah, come on, that ain't no, that ain't oh, challenge. I did it every time. I did it every time. And they saw they, there was an ace out there yesterday. Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of holy ones in that tournament over the years. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the the thing about that hole is you got to be able to read the wind. It's the wind that gets you. So Justin, his round yesterday. Now that I'm finally here, seventy three. He's plus one. Um, no, I want round one, not round two. Uh, he 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 goes out. He birdie. He eagles two. Okay, you're starting today two two under. You're even through three, and then whoa you, whoa whoa. He's two under. Yeah. He, okay. No, this, this is round one. This is round one. He 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 starts oh, oh. off even, even par on one, and you know par uh, number two. Uh, number two is a par five. He he, he eagles. Uh, he eagles number two, so he's two under. Didn't he hit like a thirty foot chip yesterday too? Oh, uh, one two. Let's see. I uh, I don't have the tour cast loaded, so I can't see the shot by shot. So you're gonna have to find that yourself. Uh. And number three, he's even. Par three, he even. One, two, three. Uh, he misses the green, chips on, and uh, chip chips on, and and, and putts for putts for a par. Number four, here we go. Number four, he doubles. Uh, the par four drives a fine fairway in the regulation. Okay, he must have done something terrible around the green. Uh, number oh, I'm sure. Number four looks like he shot. Uh, looks like he, his second shot missed the green. Uh, and then he's had trouble getting on and, and finishing out. So five, he he, he birdies. He, he answers with a bounce back. He misses the fairway, but finds oh, nice. Had a, has a great save. Uh, it looks like just reading the chart and birdies five. So bounces back to minus one and then plays two par, two pars for six and seven, and then goes bogey bogey on eight and nine to to finish the uh, to finish nine at plus one. And so he's battling through that uh, in the second round, in second nine. He bounces back and has a birdie on four uh, to get back to even, but then bogeys 13 uh, to go to plus one and cannot get back to even the rest of the day. Hey, that mm. second hole eagle that they're talking about, sure. that was an 83-foot chip in. Oh, oh, my Lord. You don't want to hear that. But, uh, uh, I mean, you don't want to get – you want to get it with the putter. You don't want to chip in and uh, for momentum purposes. But, oh, sure, uh, sure. But, but an eagle from 83 feet, you love that. Yeah, you'll take it. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that – you, you know, can't you can't like, build off of it. It's not it's not a shot to well, build off it, of. We need to see him you, running twelve footers. Yes, is, it, isn't that the golf equivalent of the beast quake hitting eighty three foot eagle? Yeah, I mean, but but it's not something you want to count on. You want to count on the four, five yard run, six yard run, over yeah. and over and over. And so Justin needs right. to see himself get some twelve foot putts hit his fairway six green. foot putts. Fairway green, yes, fairway yes. green. He, he needs to find you know he needs to be inside fifteen feet Home from boy from needs uh, the rhythm. right from inside fifteen feet from. His approach. That, that that's what he right. needs. That's right, and he's capable. But it, it's like I say, from Justin, you you want to see him when he's really performing. Is fairway green, fairway green, fairway green. That's what you want to see him doing. Not this. Oh my God, uh, tee shot and uh, uh, stuff like that. But uh, anyway, the thing about it is. Uh, he should have already gone off. Wasn't he a morning tea time today? Uh, he is. Let's see what the tea times are today. He has not gone off today yet, according to this chart. No, he has. He has. He has. He uh, he, he 
Um, he started on 10 is what this looks like. Uh, started on really? 10, and he's parred. He parred number 10. Uh, so he's he, he has just gotten started, according oh, okay. to this chart. Yes, this is Central Time chart. Uh, this is when we go back to our leaderboard. And my man's is plus one still. Through. So he hadn't done anything yet. Correct. Not not that I'm not that I'm reading. I always thought the back was harder than the front anyway. Get that out of the way early and get going. Well, uh, so yeah, he he's, 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 to, he's even he through. Could be going one. to the junkyard early. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you got to make the with well, a cut of fall at probably around plus two, plus plus three. I don't know. Traditionally, what has happened is uh, that, that you get low scores on uh, Thursday on that course. And uh, it's typical TPC. You go, they, they, they set it up where you, you go low on the first day uh, most of the time, and then uh, they tighten the screws on it every day from that point on. They, they won't kill you on Friday because of everybody that's trying to make the cut. They don't want to be too, too hard on them. But uh, they do tighten the screws uh, as you progress through the tournament. Uh, At least he wasn't uh, like Rory McIlroy. Rory uh, McIlroy started yesterday plus four. He's going to be struggling. I, know. I, I didn't see it, but I read where uh, he changed drivers. and uh, But he blamed himself. He didn't blame the driver. He, he said he wanted to get that out there quick. He said it was uh, user error. Which it always is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not uh, ever. I got some decent clothes, but it's always user error. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And my friend Harris English right there from Baylor School in Chattanooga, Tennessee, plus six yesterday. So not good. Not good. Yep. That's not good. But I saw where Trey Molnack, he's under par. Uh, uh Davis Riley was one under, and uh, I, I think the Bama guys as a whole did pretty good yesterday. It, as long as you're not over par, you got a real good shot at making the cut. Absolutely, Tom. Appreciate your call, man. I hope you have a great day. That's Tom on the Yellowwood Hotline. Let's go ahead and take our break. When we come back, we'll do a quick reset. We are going to hear from Elliot Washington. We're going to replay Elliot Washington's interview from Wednesday with Wimpenberry Sanderson. Just give you a little Bama basketball flavor. Get your SEC tournament Friday started off right right here on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Joke! Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on a wet Friday morning, but we do have a disabled vehicle on Lurley northbound. It's on the bridge into Tuscaloosa in the right lane. You can expect some delays. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Here's a super manager special at Townsend Nissan. $5,000 off dealer list price on all new 2023 Armadas and finance rates as low as 1.9%. At Townsend Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Friday morning. This will be a good weekend to stay in and watch Southeastern Conference basketball. Rain today, patchy frost from Lamar Fayette and Walker counties northward tonight will be followed by a mostly sunny Saturday, but severe weather potential returns on Sunday afternoon. The Storm Prediction Center has highlighted areas south of Atnallisville to Tuscaloosa line for a slight 2 and 5 risk, with areas northward under a marginal 1 and 5 risk for severe weather. Don Hurtley. 
Townsquare Media Tus- Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning, the sky clearing this afternoon. The high today, 66. For tonight, clear, rather chilly, the low at 37. For tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine, the high 65. But on Sunday, rain and thunderstorms are likely, the high 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team will take on Mississippi State on Friday in the quarterfinals of the 2023 SEC Tournament. Alabama men's basketball players have partnered with Yay Alabama to release a pack of trading cards. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Let it for more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning, the sky clearing this afternoon. The high today, 66. For tonight, clear, rather chilly, the low at 37. For tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine, the high 65. But on Sunday, rain and thunderstorms are likely, the high 68. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Touchdown, Alabama! On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Well, I was thumbing from Montgomery had my guitar on my back when a stranger stopped beside me in an antique Cadillac he was dressed like 1950 half drunk and hollow eyed he said it's a long walk to Nashville would you like to ride when I sat down in the front seat he turned on the radio and them sad old songs coming out of them speakers was solid country gold. Man, I want to ride in Denver Nashville. Getting ready for an SEC Tournament Friday. Welcome back in to Inside the Locker Room. Joe Gaither and Aiden Dollins filling in for Wimp and Barry Sanderson as they are in Nashville. They're cheering on the Crimson Tide. Actually, uh, Coach Sanderson was, was invited into the locker room to give the pep talk today. So uh, looking forward to hearing what Coach might have to say. All right, that's an embellishment, but uh, I think that that would be appropriate if it were the case. That would be something that would be, that'd be cool. Uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, but let's uh, go out to an interview that, go to the, that, the, that the Sandersons conducted on Wednesday. If you missed it, uh, we're going to play it for you right now. Elliot Washington joined the program, and you all know him from hitting the uh, game-winning shot against Arkansas in the 92 SEC uh, semifinal. 
put Alabama into into the uh, into the final where we're hoping to be on Sunday. Uh, so let's hear the Sanderson speak to speaking to Elliot Washington to give him all their memories from SEC tournament 1992. Welcome back to Inside the Locker. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, you don't want our SEC tournament uh, basketball starts uh, this week. And obviously, Dad uh, has a ton of great memories, as I do, uh, of the SEC tournament back in his days. Uh, in 12 years, went to the SEC tournament final nine times, and there were some really big games. and. None bigger than the Arkansas uh, game. Wow, so many pros on the floor in that particular game. And uh, there was a huge mongoose shot hit in the corner uh, by Elliot Washington. We got Elliot on the show with us. Morning, Dad. I'll let you bring Elliot into the show. Good morning, sir. How are you, Coach? I'm doing fine. I um, tell our listeners that uh, I was looking for a guard, a point guard, or a two guard, or a guard, uh-huh. uh, late in right. the recruiting session back then and um i flew down to i flew down to jacksonville to see elliot uh i I thought scrimmage when i got there the part of the gymnasium was closed and he could only play half court he couldn't go he couldn't go up and down the floor but uh in that in that right Elliot? is that right yes sir actually coach you can't he was actually bradenton bradenton florida bradenton sarasota area yeah yeah, uh, but definitely half half of the court. That's and for sure. So anyway, I uh, I signed him, and um, they're having the history of the SEC uh, every night now, every afternoon, just about. And I guess besides a championship game, um, um, the Arkansas Alabama game was one of the great games ever packed place in in Birmingham, Arkansas, just gotten into the league. Um, You know, all the guys were important to me. We had three three guys that were pros, supposed to go in pro, and we had three that that, uh, Arkansas had that were very good. So I'm going to let you take it from here, Elliot, but let me set the scene and you take it from here because I I got no memory much. Um, we're, We're... we have the basketball in in the in the lane with 32 seconds to go, and we're down four. And Spreewell takes the basketball and makes it makes the shot. Um, I don't I, I don't know what they call time. But we they went down to the other end and we fouled them. Uh, on the foul shot, they missed. We came down the floor with. No seconds on it. You just said not, you had no memory and you're explaining well, the whole thing. But I'm, I'm not letting I'm going to let Elliot take it over right now. We came down and I called timeout. Hey, Elliot, you take it over from yeah. there. Yeah, I, Coach, I mean, uh, just in, in that whole scene, Coach, I, I remember this vividly. There's a lot of things I remember, but I do remember, Coach, that I played 40 minutes that game. I never got subbed out of that game, which was, you know, yeah. kind of astounding when I – Without even thinking about it, but yeah, uh, in that moment, um, that that moment was uh, we had played uh, Arkansas, obviously, you know, two times before, like beat them, nipped them at home, and, and we got they beat us at their place. But to be in that game in, in that moment, uh, definitely called. Uh, you know, obviously, 
trying to get some uh, going with, with Hollywood and, and, and those guys. We had Robert and, and, and Spree that were all flying around on the court. But uh, obviously, you know, you knowing James Hollywood, I mean, ball is in his hands. I mean, he's going to he's gonna make something happen or, or get something to happen. Uh, so uh, at the end of the day, James is, is on his drive, you know, kind of wheeling and dealing. You know, James can get downhill, spin on you in a split second. And uh, my my job on that particular play was to get in one of the corners. So uh, I remember vividly I was in the left corner, and, and James gets to penetrate it. And, you know, nine times out of ten, one-on-one, a guy that's guarding James, I mean, he's going to get past him or he's going to get a shot up. Nine yeah. times out of ten. So yeah. uh, once he gets downhill, going down to the left elbow, uh, he sees, obviously, uh, Coach Richards and those guys, obviously they had a situation where they're going to probably trap him. Uh, when he get downhill, so this guy probably was Lee Mayberry, who was guarding me, uh, comes to to help their defender, and, and James is is on a you know kicking the ball out, and I'm hearing he's just saying shoot it, shoot it. So uh, I'm just in the corner, coach, just to catch, nice kick, kick out, just jump up and shoot the ball from the corner. And uh, I do remember it, it was crazy because coach, I took two shots in that game, you know, and. I hit both, both of them were three point shots, really? which is crazy. I, I mean, yeah. Do you, do you recall anything? Do you recall anything when we broke the huddle? I had always felt like we we were a little bit confused when we broke the huddle. I, I can say this for you: to you had to be shocked, Elliot, that James Robinson actually <laughs> actually passed the basketball in that situation. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. I mean, hey, James is hey. I've never that guy can get a get a bucket. I don't care if he. He can get a bucket in his sleep. So yeah. didn't didn't think I would end up with the last shot. But uh, you know, we you know, we kinda flew around and played and, and James was able to get it done in tough situations time and time again. So uh we were all comfortable with him uh sure. taking a shot. You know, obviously with if he's gonna have the ball in his hands now. I mean that's I mean, but for him to, to pass it at that situation was definitely uh, not something expected for me. That's for sure. Hey, you got. I'm going to chime in now. So when yeah. you hit the shot, uh-huh. I can uh-huh. I can see the uh, highlight of Dad is so excited. He looks up. He thinks the game is tied. He doesn't even no, un- realize that that, no. that the game that your shot actually <laughs> won the game. So he's he's uh-huh. excited That's a good story. And, and he thinks the game is tied. Yes, true. No, it's not. True. You didn't realize it was a three point shot. <laughs> yes, that, that you guys actually won the game there. So uh, anyway, uh, big, big big time moment though. Like I, I true. I, I remember like it was yesterday, but it's. I mean, the crowd, you know, you're in Birmingham. And, um, you know, again, the, the, the three games that the other – that was the third game, but the other two games that we played with Arkansas was just like oh, – yeah. it was like a knockdown drag out. I mean, we just – I mean, for 40 minutes, it was just – it was just hell. And we were flying around, guys. You know, I, I look at some of the games uh, we played over at Arkansas then they played at our place. It was just – you know, you can't find more athletes on the floor than, than those – Games that year. I mean, it was I got just, a I got a block charge. Game. I got a block charge technical at Arkansas, didn't I? Shoot, if he remembers that. Uh, I think I I'm did. I'm not sure, coach. I mean, you probably did. I don't know, coach. Hey, I mean, I didn't get many technicals, but I think I got. A, they had a block charge deal that I thought was wrong, and they they teed me up. That, and I very seldom got technical, but you could if you're gonna get one, you're gonna get one at Arkansas. Uh, yeah, that's that's the old the old bar, coach. That was that was the atmosphere. I mean, yeah, 
that was that was a tough place. Um, and so you only took sh- two shots in that game. I can't I don't have the stats. Yeah, only two shots. Yeah, only two shots. And remember, Coach, well, you don't remember, but I remember this. We played Florida the game before that. And I remember this. We played Florida, and I uh, I was diving for a basketball, and I got knee in the shoulder. So the night before, saying, uh, our trainer saying, uh, I could not, when I got back to the hotel in Birmingham, I could not lift my shoulder up at all. Like literally, I couldn't like bring my shoulder laterally, so I didn't you know how to play. I remember you coming. Yeah, coach, I remember you coming to my room and you said you wanted Fang had like round the clock treatment for me that night before. So I, you know, he had to wrap it up and put it like in a, in a almost like a a sling type deal that where I could still like run around and just play. And that was and, and then unfortunately, I mean, didn't know he was going to play, but then I ended up playing forty minutes. I didn't, I didn't get sucked out of the game at all, like literally. Like 40 minutes, just flying around, just didn't, didn't, well, you know, didn't right care about it. Yeah, I'm looking here. You guys, yeah. <laughs> you guys knocked off, uh, you had a bye the first round. You knocked off Florida, 62, right. 62 yeah. 60. Uh, then you uh-huh. beat Arkansas 90 to 89. And I'm not going to I'm uh-huh. not gonna tell you the score of the Kentucky yeah, game. We, in got, the finals, we, got, so. we were so tired, we couldn't <laughs> hardly wiggle. We, we, but, we, yeah, we yeah. Yeah. Kentucky, yeah, so. uh, Jamal Mashburn was the MVP of that oh, particular man. tournament. What a player. Uh, yeah, man. Anything else about that season uh, that you recall, good or bad, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I mean, well, Coach, we you know we had you know with, with the amount of guys that we had, I, and I look back, you know, uh, with the amount of pro guys we had on the team, nobody we didn't talk. We just you know we didn't talk about you know who going pro or any of that type of stuff. Yeah. We just had a bunch of guys that just loved to fly around and play basketball. Um, you know, then you think back hindsight, it's like, wow, we had like on that particular team, five guys end up going pro. Yeah. You add Jason Caffey, Roy Rogers to that list, like, um, it, it's it's crazy to see the amount of talent that we had, and um, you know, just playing against, you know, you know, playing against Shaq and all those guys at the time, like I, I just I I couldn't believe, you know, a lot a couple times lining up and taking screens from Shaq and how big it was, it was like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he looked, just didn't look like a human being. He, he didn't look normal. He didn't look like a human being. He looked like a dinosaur. Yeah, let me ask you this, Crazy. Ellie, as I look at this uh, roster there, uh, obviously Robert Ory was a senior. Now, Robert Ory today yep. would never stay in college four years. The guys that Arkansas had, Corliss, was Corliss Williamson? No, he wasn't on that team. But the guys no. that they had, Lee, Todd Day, Lee Mary, all those guys. And I try to tell yep. these people – Guys, the SEC was so much better. The players were so much oh. better oh, back then than, than what it is now. And it, it's probably because kids stayed in college longer uh, back then than they do now. Just talk about how good the players were. And I think, in the honestly, in the 80s and 90s, the teams were better than they are now, Elliot. Maybe I'm just showing my age. What's your thoughts on that? No, I, I, definitely, I definitely confirm that statement. And just, you know, each night, uh, like you said, the amount of talent you're playing against. And guys obviously did stay in school uh, longer, you know, three or four years very easily. And, you know, whether you're going to play Allen Houston at, at Tennessee and those guys, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, uh, Eric Dampier, I was just uh, kind of indirectly communicating. He has an AAU team here just recently. He was at Mississippi State at the time. I mean, from top to bottom, you couldn't go anywhere in the SEC and not have – 
you know, one or two pro guys on the team. And they were usually nine times out of ten at the university for four years. And um, it was more team basketball at that time, so – but don't you think that was better? I mean, like, the the fans knew the players back then. If you've been there three to four years, you know, they're in there one year, and everybody's loving Brandon Miller, but he's he and Clowney will be gone. These guys that stay three and four years, I mean, there's a relationship there between the fan base and the player, and the atmospheres are incredible in those games, uh, weren't they, Elliot? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, 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 obviously, the fan base got a chance to know the team, the coaches, uh, a lot of times, you know, I, I knew probably the 15,000. I want to say it was a 1543, could be wrong number, but we'll come in. A lot of times they'll come just to see Coach Webb Sanderson run up and down the sidelines and harass the referees. And, but, I mean, it was just good family, good good basketball. Um, you know, the, the, the fans were very involved with the process during those times compared to now. Yeah. Uh, tell, our, tell our listeners what you're doing now. Uh, I'm, I'm head coach down here at IMG Academy, uh, Sports Academy. I'm sure everyone has heard of that. I mean, we've sent quite a few guys uh, to Alabama on the football side. As a matter of fact, we got well, you know, we do have we do have JV uh, Bradley, who's a, a guard yeah. from uh, IMG as well. Uh, Darius is also a guy that was at IMG. He was in our postgrad program. Uh, Darius Miles, he was. Uh, but we uh, again, head coach. I've been coaching for the last. 23 years. Um, I was at my uh, high school for 14 years as a head coach. And then my old JUCO, uh, which was Manatee Community College, which is now State College of Florida. Uh, I was there as a head there for five years. So been a head coach uh, since I got back in town, you know. Uh, tell, tell, tell the listener, uh, IMG Academy, I, when I was coaching in South Carolina, there was a kid, Ronaldo Balkman. Uh, that was down there. Oh, wow. And then I went down and signed, yeah. signed at South Carolina. Okay. He's from Bradenton, Sarasota. He and a kid named Torrance Kinsey uh, both have done uh, done really well. But t- talk a little bit about IMG Academy and how that works down there. It's it's a, it's a quite a place down there. I was watching little litty kids play tennis when I was down there. I was like the best nine-year-old from China I hadn't moved. To the oh, yeah. Talk about the IMG a I little mean- bit. It is. I mean, Nick Bolletieri, who just passed recently, uh, used to see him every day, you know, in the morning, still, you know, doing instruction. But it's the number one sports academy in the world, but it started off as Nick Bolletieri Academy, yeah. Yeah. where Serena's, uh, Andre Agassi, I can give you a gazillion names. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously Endeavor, uh, or they came in and bought, um, you know, the, the, the whole Bolletieri outfit, and they expanded it to oh, multiple sports. So you have the, you know, you usually have the best of the best, uh, usually from tennis. Uh, now with basketball, football, uh, we have baseball, soccer, lacrosse. Uh, the campus is like Disney World for sports. They, I mean, that's like literally, you can't, you know, anybody that's been there now, you can't, I mean, most, our campus is probably better than a lot of Division yeah. One uh, campuses right now. And, uh, but it's just, you know, it's a high school. It's still a high school. And uh, we do have uh, post-grad, meaning guys that have graduated, made it need an extra year uh, academically, uh, want to be able to get re-recruited and, and, and get better. But, I mean, it's it's a one-of-a-kind place uh, to be for uh, a high school student-athlete. Yeah, so kids actually move down there, and that's where they go to school. Yeah. They train and they eat and they go to they school. Train. Is, is the Pendleton School still down there? Is that the school down, still down there, the Pendleton School? Well, 
Well, it's not called Pendleton. Everything okay. is IMG Academy. Now. Okay, so yeah, Pendleton was the Pendleton was the yeah Pendleton was the academic arm of of IMG at the time. Right, right. All right. Uh, yeah. Tell us about your son. I know he. Uh, was looking at Alabama, uh, ended up going to Penn State there. Just talk a little bit about uh, about him and how proud you are of him. Well, very, very proud. Uh, obviously, his, his name is Elliot Washington. He's just a second. Um, he was actually verbally committed to Bama, and um, he had a great high school career. He went to Venice High School uh, down here in Sarasota uh, County, and uh, they won a state title of his junior year, uh, you know, went back in the, in the senior year. They lost to Lakeland, who won it. Uh, but he had an awesome high school career. He's Under Armour All-American, and uh, again, he, he had over 30 offers. You know, four-star cornerback. I mean, he's actually in town now for spring break, but he's an early enrollee. He went in January 6th, and uh, when he gets back to Penn State, Happy Valley, uh, they'll be starting spring uh, football up that way. But but love uh, love his uh, journey of uh, playing the game. And, um, you know, he was an athlete. He, you know, he was, you know, finished third in 100 meters in track. But, you know, right now, you know, he's in high school, he's six foot 190. And, uh, you know, he was, you know, a, a, a special kid that got a chance to have a great experience at Venice High School. But um, thought time was going to be the case, but he felt a little bit more comfortable with with uh, the staff and, and the, his position coaches at Penn State, Coach Terry Smith. James Franklin does an excellent job. And then, obviously, you guys know the Penn State tradition as well, so uh, I mean, just thought it would be a, a better situation for him. But he's doing, he's doing well. Um, he's been there since January. He's he's six. He's now two hundred and one pounds. Uh, but he's you know he's still a cornerback and you know still a four four one electronic guy. So he's an athlete now, coach. He's you know he's gonna he'll have a chance. He'll have a chance. If you don't mind, kind of take us through the recruiting process of that, you know, how you guys handle it, how you kind of, I mean, so many people want to come see you. At some point you got to cut the list down or you just spend so much t- time with people. Talk us through the process there, how you guys handle it and cut it down and, and how you ended up ultimately signing with Penn State. Well, I mean, you, as you know, the recruiting process is totally different from when Coach Sanderson and when I was involved, you know, 30 years ago. Um, you know, guys are, are – kind of all over the place with, you know, you you have the advancement of, uh, and a lot of people don't bring this up, especially from the football side of it. You know, you have 707 football now uh, that is just as big. as It's very similar to AAU basketball. Yeah. Um, and in recruiting now, football-wise, a lot of times, some of these coaches there, you know, they still are going to the high school, but a lot there's a lot of 7v7 seven, seven seven experience uh, influence that comes into play. Uh, but for us, uh, being that he was obviously a coach's son, um, you know, he played uh, at a, a really good high school that had, you know, played like a national schedule. And we got a chance to get out and see some of the campuses during uh, the spring time. And uh, we would go visit, uh, you know, from Florida to Ohio State, uh, Georgia, all over the place. And sometimes in their 7-on-7 tournament, uh, their coaches would take them by the universities for you know, then to be seen by by coaches. Yeah. So, for us to handle the whole process of just trying to find the right fit for him, not to kind of get caught up into uh, the name, but find the the right situation where he feels, you know, he'll have a great four years uh, on and off the field. And 
And um, again, you know, now the the can you know, I, I remember going to a lot of the schools. You have practice facilities now that are state of the art. You have, I mean, man, it's just totally, totally different when I came through. Um, but they have a lot to sell. They have a lot to show the families. And um, we did a you know pretty good job of just kind of we want to keep the main thing the main thing. Where do you see yourself? Uh, you know, in four years. And we wanted him to be really, really totally comfortable with his position coach. Um, and, 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 you know, Coach Stan, I mean, a lot of times, especially in, in the process, you know, he's probably going to be around his position coach probably 99% of the time, you know, strength and conditioning guys, you know, 100% of the time. Um, and, and, yes, you know, James Franklin, the head coach, is, you know, that's a big deal. But a lot of times, you know, in most of the meetings and most of the one-on-one interactions, uh, breakdowns, evaluations. Uh, that position guy, defensive coordinators, those guys on that side of the ball, Manny Diaz is up at uh, Penn State, um, who came from Miami. Uh, we did a really good job of trying to make sure he's going to be comfortable. He had, a, he felt like he had a really good relationship based on uh, his communications uh, during the process. Just you know, from you know, how did he feel talking to him? Did he feel comfortable? You know, was it a natural communication or was it, you know, you know, now you got situations now, Coach, where, I mean, guys are getting phone calls and text messages from coaches. Allegedly, the head coach and is, you know, a student manager or assistant guy that, yeah. that has the phone. It's not even it's yeah. not even the head coach. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. in, my, in my situation, I, I, I coach for a living. So that particular, you know, when that particular situation started coming up, it's like, okay, well, Obviously, they haven't done their homework. I'm a, I'm a coach by trade. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, uh, if you can't pick up the phone and and, and call guys, uh, some of these guys are so off hands with that situation that you know, hey, I mean, we we just you know we just wrote it down and noted it. Like, hey, I got you know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm texting you from the tunnel and we're going to go out and play uh, this Big Ten school. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, okay, yeah, right, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting, so, interesting. Uh, Dad, yeah. anything? Well, I, I want to thank you. Not, uh, we don't have much time. That's the reason I'll ask you. I wasn't that hard to play for, was it? No, no, I wasn't. No, Coach, it was fun, Coach. Hey, we, we, I mean, Coach, I did a lot of laughing, but you didn't notice. I mean, it was, you were your front end coach. You should be a comedian, I'm telling you. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, I got a wreck on 2059 eastbound near exit 86. That's Covered Bridge Road with minor delays. The roadways are wet. Just slow down and be careful. Right now, get $5,000 off all new Armadas in stock at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. WTUGHD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. A Town Square Media Station. One man to beat, you can forget about it. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Number two of Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. It's streaming on the, ta- on the Tide at 100.9 app. Aiden Dollins, Joe Gaither filling in for Coach Wimpenberry Sanderson as they're traveling up to Nashville for Alabama's opening round game. Before we get into hour number two, let me tell you, Alabama one. If you need anything financially, financially related, they can help you with your car loans. You open up a bank account. You get your first bank account. Go to alabama1.org today for all of your financial needs. And we appreciate my Brown for joining us. He called in just, just a little bit ago, and uh, he'll be back with the coaches talking Florida State. We'll see if Florida State gets into the tournament. I guess this time next week we'll find out uh, if Florida State will be in or out, and then uh, what what their what their status will be. I know that uh, they've kind of had a struggling season so far. I don't know how how struggling they've been, how bad they've been. So Aiden may be able to look at that. So I have no clue. Uh, let's let's get into today's matchup because that's what we're all here for. Though these guys are uh, Wimpenberry Sanderson are heading up to. Nashville for Alabama's matchup with Mississippi State. You'll be able to hear it right here on Tide 109 at noon. We'll have a Tide Hoops pregame show at 10 o'clock. We'll do CTSN, Crimson Tide Sports Network at 11. Brian Pasnick, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover will get you ready at 11. So let's let's do our own little dive right here with Alabama and Mississippi State. And, and the best way that I know how to do that is is to by looking back on the most recent matchup with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Obviously, you all remember it was uh, it was not fun right here in Coleman Coliseum, winning 63 uh, to 66. And, you know, you went into halftime down seven, down seven or eight, uh, and Mississippi State was able to stretch out the lead to about 10 or 11 through 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 the second half. Uh, Alabama dug their way back into, uh, back, back into it in the second half it took about to the nine minute mark in the game for uh for the tie to tie the ball game back up finally but Alabama ties the game up and then both sides kind of go back and forth over the last nine minutes and it ends up with Alabama stretching a lead out uh, state fouling kind of bringing it back close uh, and being kind of that was a rough rough game but thank the Lord Alabama won uh, but that ended up kind of sparking Mississippi State that ended up uh, Mississippi State went nine and three over their last what's that math 12 games of the season after that Alabama loss with wins over TCU top 10 right TCU 
uh, at Arkansas and against Texas A&M. So Mississippi State's been playing good basketball since that uh, since that moral victory here in Coleman Coliseum. Uh, this is going to sound wild, but. Uh, it's almost as if they're a very physical, very good basketball team. No, I think they are a good basketball team. Almost I, I, as if they're a team that nobody wants to see in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I think that they can make a lot of noise in the NCAA tournament. Not, no, no, I think they can make noise in the NCAA tournament. I think they can upset a, a team uh, in the NCAA tournament, probably win a game that they probably have that they shouldn't be winning. We touched on this uh, when we talked about State, what, two months ago in January, how their non-conference schedule was pretty poor. But then, you know, they, they get into conference play. They end up losing to Alabama, Tennessee right off the bat. Their, their conference season started off really, really bad. Uh, well, they were one, two, three, four, five, six. And seven. they were one and seven in their first eight conference games. And then they turn around and they go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and two. It's, yeah, seven and two over their last nine conference games. So it was a tale. It's a classic Avery Johnson. It's a tale of two halves with their season. Um, well, that's, what's ha- that's what happens when the best team you play in the non-conference is DePaul. Sure. Who, exactly. by the way, made some major noise. In the Big East or A10, what's their conference again? A10. A10. They made some major noise in the A10 tournament. Did they end up pulling off that uh, victory over Xavier? Great question. When I when I looked, they were up by like 13. I'll figure that out for you. That'll be good. Uh, so, so you're looking at Tolu to- Smith in another battle with Tolu Smith. When, the, 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 when you went over to Starkville, uh, you ended up w- winning. Rather, you, you know, you ended up winning, what, by 11, 12 points, 78, 67. Uh, and, and that was, you know, f- a pretty close game throughout until the last, you know, 10 minutes or so in that game as well. So Alabama's depth has beaten Mississippi State twice. Uh, it was just like, but, but you know, you play a team three times, it's hard to win uh, three times in a row. We all know that. You're going to have to do that a couple times in this tournament, given how well Alabama played in the regular season. I, I think it's going to be a battle today. I think it's been a really, really tough game uh, this afternoon. Let's see. What is the, What do the Vegas odds makers have? The Vegas odds makers say Alabama at seven and a half, and I don't really like that number. I, I, I think I'd take State at plus seven and a half, and not that not to win, but I think it's going to be a, 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 a real real test. I think it's probably going to be right at 78, uh, 78, 72, right at 70, you know, 73, 67, somewhere in that range, a lot like the second matchup. Uh, and Alabama Alabama's going to have to play well in the first matchup. Uh, you look at you, you look at some of the ma- stat statistics, and Alabama was Mississippi State got forty points in the paint to Alabama's twenty six, and that's really so, uh, an area where we really have won a lot of matchups this year. But to lose to lose to State forty to twenty six points in the paint, not good, and then, and then really uh, got out rebounded mostly uh, throughout the game. He ended up winning winning the rebound battle by one. Uh, let's see, is that another, that was another terrible three point shooting night? We all know how we're shooting three points. Three point shooting. Well, in July twenty fifth, it was five of twenty eight, eighteen percent. Uh, from behind the line, so those are some things you got. You got to get to the free throw line. That uh, well, how do we do that night? Free throws, nineteen for twenty-two, perfect. Love that. If you replicate that number today, nineteen of twenty-two, I think that is a great avenue, uh, a great, great, great avenue for victory. And you got to you got to defend better in the paint. You got to score more in the paint. Uh, in January, you had thirty-two bench points. That would be nice today, uh, as Alabama's bench has kind of run dry outside of Javon Quinterly. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I'm nervous. I'm, gonna, I'm, 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 a, I'm not quite at the point where I think we're going to lose. No, I don't think we're going to lose. But I definitely think that uh, I definitely think this game is losable. Joe, I think we're going to dog walk them. And there's only one reason for that. Because everything you just said is extremely true. But it should not go without saying that Alabama lost their last basketball game. Oh, true. And what has happened to the poor souls that were unfortunate enough to be next on the schedule after a loss thus far this season? After good things, losing Joe. to Alabama, let's see. Alabama is a perfect 4-0 after a loss. Well, we, we're, about to, we're about to find out if we'll be 5-0 today. Uh, you, but you're a perfect 4-0 after a loss. And after losses, you have a, let's see, well, here we go, here we go. You've got a three-point win to North Carolina uh, way back when. You, you have a 20-point win over, over Jackson State. Uh, you have a 57, 58-point win over Vanderbilt. Uh, and then you have right at a 49-point victory over, over Georgia. Now, the, 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 here's, my, here's the one thing that I'll point out. In all those response games, except for the North Carolina game, you come back right here to the friendly confines of Coleman Coliseum. More than fair. And so More than I, fair. I, I, I hope that the trends, I hope that the trend holds true, that we're looking at a big blowout victory for the Crimson Tide today. That would make me feel awesome if it's sitting there at like 1245 and I'm feeling nice and comfortable laughing, thinking about our second round opponent. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to give Mississippi State their due respect. I'm going to give Chris Jans their due respect. Mississippi State's playing at a, at a, at a place right now where I think that they're probably on the bubble, but they're probably more on the inside than the outside. But you yeah, can't, you cannot say that's fair. You can't leave it up to the hands of the committee at this point. If you can go get a victory over Alabama in the SEC tournament, oh, that looks good on your resume. Um, I, I know the Sandersons have talked many times about the about, about the tournament not being uh, not being as valuable uh, as valuable as the general fan may think for the tournament for, for tournament resume's sake. But I would contend that a number a victory over a number one team or in this case, number four team in the country, uh, <laughs> that would go a long way for, for a team's resume. Uh, hard to be ignored, uh, and w- w- even even if it is coming in the conference tournament uh, period of the, of the schedule. So I, I'm going to give State their, their proper respect. I think that they're going to come in plus seven and a half today. Uh, and it, w- w- what's what's going to be down to? Toll Smith's free throw shooting. If he shoots for the if he th- free throw if he shoots for the free throws very well today, oh, you might have a close game. If he shoots like he did over there in Stark where I think he was like six of 20 something himself. Uh, be, we, we, we well, I mean, like that was that. kind of our strategy all night was, you know, when we got to the foul line, we, we won that game at the foul line, both on uh, us making our free throw shots. I was at that game with uh, Bella Martina, actually the one in Starkville. And then when, when we were towards the end of the game, as they were trying to mount a comeback to some degree, because honestly, the effort was just very poor from state in the last 10 minutes of that game. Every single time, we had the opportunity. We fouled Tolu Smith is what I observed from the media section. But I don't expect to get that same kind of rollover out of the Mississippi State Bulldogs that we got uh, back in January. It, se- it seemed back in January we were in a dogfight. It was a close game. And then at some point we just – we didn't even really go on a run. I think we just made two back-to-back threes, took a two-point lead to an eight-point league, and they just kind of laid there and went – Right. It just were you in the Were you in the house that that, that night in January? Because I was there that at night. The hump? Yeah, no, uh, here in Coleman. No, I wasn't at the game in Coleman. All right, so I was we at have the game bo- at the hump. all right, perfect. So we're both at each game. Ah, it's just something about 
like on paper, skill wise, you should win this game by by your seven and a half. You should. You should take care of business. But I think that Mississippi State will junk it up. I think that they're going to slow things down. I think that they're going to try to. I, I know that they're going to play good defense. Uh, so so it's going to be. I think it's going to be a ma- major battle today. They're going to play like great value Texas A and M. Very good point. I think that's a great. I think that's a great comparison, and that's a great place to leave the segment. We'll close it right there. We'll take our break. We're playing great value Texas A and M, and that's recent enough to be concerned today. We'll talk about it more on the other side. The, I want to remind you the Andrew Conifer hotline is open at two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. If you want to jump in in the last forty five minutes of Inside the Locker Room on this SEC tournament Friday, you're listening to Inside the Locker Room on Tide one hundred point nine. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Friday morning. Retired Tuscaloosa U.S. Senator Richard Shelby has been honored by Governor Ivey at a joint session of the legislature for his 50 years service to the state. Ivey credited Shelby with transforming the economic and education landscape of the state. Shelby, for his part, told a joint session of the legislature that his career was not about him, but about the future of our state. Shelby was replaced by his former chief of staff, Katie Britt. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. Don Hartley, Towns Media Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, I got a wreck on 2059 eastbound near exit 86. That's covered Bridge Road with minor delays. The roadways are wet. Just slow down and be careful. Right now, get $5,000 off all new Armadas in stock at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Years ago, you hear Rain decided that the best way to advertise great Southern would was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning, the sky clearing this afternoon. The high today, 66. For tonight, clear, rather chilly, the low at 37. For tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine, the high 65. But on Sunday, rain and thunderstorms are likely, the high 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Like he's punching in real wine. And 
The spring air is nice, but I squint my eyes from the sun. Things got out of hand last night. So I post up on the front porch and watch all them young guns fly. Welcome back in to Inside the Locker Room on a beautiful Friday morning. I hope you and yours are staying safe on the wet roads. Give yourself an extra couple minutes as the traffic is crazy in the mornings with wet roads. But we're celebrating a SEC tournament Friday right here on Tide 100.9. Joe Gaither and Aiden Dollins hanging out in place of the Sandersons as they are traveling up to Nashville to ensure Alabama gets on moves on to the Saturday portion, the Saturday schedule of the SEC tournament. So uh, with that being in mind, we'll head out to the Andrew Canifera hotline right now and find our friend Philip and Lynette. Philip, what's good on a Friday? You pumped for today's matchup. Good morning, guys. It's raining down here. It's but, raining um, up here, too. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's going to be a tough game for Alabama. We all know that. But anybody that, that Alabama had to play today is going to be tough. So it, it really doesn't matter. Um, every, everybody that's left in this tournament um, can win this tournament. So quality competition um, from here on out, it, it really doesn't matter. Alabama, I just hope that Alabama can come out, you know, sort of – sort of smoking today and set the tone and set the energy and and set the pace. That's that's what I'm hoping for. And I think the break hopefully will have done them some good. Um, so I'm optimistic that Alabama will come out on top. Um, I like Missouri uh, to beat Tennessee. Um, I think um, I think Arkansas is a, is a team to watch, though. Yes. Something about that team. They're, they're just a good team, but but what I was going to say, um, Joe, is you're a lucky guy, man. Um, Wilt, last week, he started he, – he talked about some really interesting stuff about seeing Elvis Presley and, <laughs> and, and, and being around um, – who else? There was another celebrity that he, he talked about uh, when he went out to, to uh, Las Vegas, I think, and saw, saw, uh, saw somebody out there. But I wish Wilt would write a book. I think it would be interesting. Um, I don't know if the, if the guy in Peoria, Peoria, Illinois, would appreciate it, but he's just an interesting guy, and you're you're a lucky man to be able to to, to hear those guys every day. I love working with the Sanderson's, and I feel like each and every day. Uh, I, I find out more and more about the either the current Alabama program or the previous and prior Alabama program, and any nugget that they give me, uh, both on and off air, is just like <laughs> I feel like yeah. I'm just in a in the right place at the right time, Philip. And, and Wimp's Wimp's such a smart. He's very smart. He's well spoken. He's articulate, and he's. I just, you're just a lucky guy, and I, I love, I love listening to the show. I wish I could listen to every day, but I try to listen as often as, as I can. But it's, it's just a, a blast to listen to, and, and brings back a lot of good memories of, of being in Tuscaloosa when I was a student over there back in the '80s. But, um, you know, football's coming up pretty soon. This this spring training is going to be so. Interesting to watch. I mean, for the first time uh, in a while, I'll be juiced up for spring camp. Honestly, yeah, uh, and you know, I've said it before at, at different times, but there's just something about this this spring training. Now we're in the NIL phase. We're fully into that. We're fully into the collective. So that's that's almost becoming old news. And 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 the transfer portal, you know, that's that's almost becoming old news now. With that being your context, Philip, and I agree with you, 
why do you think that Coach Saban very recently continued to complain about NIL? But, but you know, I read it two or three times because I'm finding that when he makes statements, I have to go in and, and reread them. Sure. Um, because people just tear, people love to tear into him. Um, he said, though, Joe, that he's in favor of it. He, at, at the same time, he said that he's in favor of that. All he wants, and I understand him, is he wants equality. But, Philip, there's no equality in NIL, even in sports, because NIL is essentially just sponsorships. LeBron James can get as many sponsorships as he likes, and, you know, he's going to get way more sponsorships than Matthew Delavadova. And and that's just kind of the way, you know, and yes, those guys are all still playing under the parameters of NBA contracts and NBA salary caps, because NIL is not really about salary. It's not. It's a bonus. It's a bonus operation. Sure, exactly. Uh, but but I, I understand what Coach is saying, saying as well, because there are going to be some kids, there are going to be a lot of kids on that roster that may not get any NIL opportunities. Any. I, I I would have been that ch- that kid on my high school roster, honestly. But but in, mm-hmm. in, in that same in that in that same thought process, isn't that life? Isn't that all of that is life? Right. <laughs> that, that, that's right. That's life. And your point, your point is well that you just made an excellent point. But uh, I don't think that Saban really. I, I understand what he's saying, but I think your point is is excellent. It is life. But the the but the but the thing about the NIL at Alabama, the store that they recently opened at the bottom in the bottom of the stadium, which I have not seen yet, and um, I don't know if you've seen no, it. No, I but, haven't been in there. I need to get in there just for just for the heck of it. But but aren't aren't all the proceeds for that designed to be dispersed out in equal measure? I think so. That's my impression. I now I don't know so, but but my impression is that it kind of goes into a fund that got kind of, that, that that gets kind of equally dispersed. Yes, I, that's my belief. Mm-hmm. Well, well, see, see, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand then if that's part of the collective or is considered nil. If it's part of the collective, that's a pretty good thing. Absolutely. I mean, you, you you should be, I think the school should be trying to make a way for, you know, the bottom end of the roster to get something as well. But, it, but, mm-hmm. but, 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 but I think that you're always going to have your Bryce Youngs and your Montana Fouts who are, you know, raking it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt about it. But I'm excited about Justin Haynes, uh, the running back. Um, there's several other freshmen I'm excited about. And, um, but I think it's just going to be a, a, a great spring. I think uh, the freshman quarterbacks, you know, um, everybody's talking about Milrow and, and Ty. But I think those freshman quarterbacks could could end up being a factor. I think that uh, Coach Saban's going to try to keep all of them in the mix as long as possible, to especially past that second transfer window, the post-spring transfer window. So, so But, be, yes, Philip, I think they're all going to get a chance in, into fall camp, honestly. Well, look, man, y'all have a good day, and and I hope the tide comes through, and and, uh, be safe. Absolutely, man. Philip, thanks so much for the call. Thanks for participating and listening to the station. That's Philip and Lynette on the Andrew Canifra Hotline. You can jump in and join us at 205-342-9904. What's the worst way you ever broke up with somebody? I got a a personal confession on the other side. This is Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9.
This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team will take on Mississippi State on Friday in the quarterfinals of the 2023 SEC Tournament. Alabama men's basketball players have partnered with Yay Alabama to release a pack of trading cards. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Alabama 171 at Kirk Cunningham Road in Northport. Signals are out on 15th Street near Lake Avenue. Drive carefully, and if you see conditions, give me a call. Right now, Townsend Nissan has a great selection of new and used vehicles, and they really want your trade. Go see them today. That's Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Rain ending this morning, the sky clearing this afternoon. The high today, 66. For tonight, clear, rather chilly, the low at 37. For tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine, the high 65. But on Sunday, rain and thunderstorms are likely, the high 68. I'm James Fan on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Sucker. I'm a hopeless romantic, Aiden Dollins. And my personal confession as we welcome everybody back into Inside the Locker Room is I've only broken up with one person in my, in my, in my dating history. And ironically, that was uh, the woman who I ended up getting back together with and marrying down the line. And, you know, yeah, the, the divorce happened. So I should have trusted my intuition there. Uh, but that I actually got you beat on that one. Okay, good. So you're zero for zero. Never. Zero. I have never done the dumping. And, and that is okay. That's okay. That's why, you know, every, nice, nice guys would always try to make it work. And that's okay. That's all right. Maybe that's a bad thing. You don't Maybe. throw away a truck just because one part is broken. Right, right, right. So uh, neither of us have good, you know, breakup stories that make us sound like, boy, 
losses. But, man, Tiger Woods, bleeping Tiger Woods. Um, if you haven't heard it, welcome back in Inside the Locker Room. Tiger Woods is under fire and not for you, passing a lady product to our friend Justin Thomas. Uh, no, this is a little bit different. <laughs> Tiger Woods, all right, all right. He was dating Erica Herman. Uh, Erica Herman, they broke up actually last fall. And Erica Herman is not happy. Erica Herman uh, is basically coming out, and it sounds like she's breaking her NDA and trying to get some money from from Tiger Woods. Uh, they dated, it seems like, for five five or six years or so. Uh, and we know Tiger's uh, past with women, Ewan Nordiger and Lindsey Vaughn, this, that, and the other. Um, and so Tiger's like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of done with this lady. I know her, obviously, after you've been there, for been together for, five, for four or five years, um, you know somebody pretty well, <laughs> and he's like, "All right, I don't think I'm going to be able to get her to, to move out of my house. That's going to be a problem when you when you're uh, at that level. You know, old people often move in together. You want to, you know, the, the adults making that making those decisions." Uh, he wants to get her out of the house. He wants to break up. Uh, and this is a $30 million mansion. So she's living the good life on Tiger Woods' dime. Uh, I'm not sure what what her profession is before before they got together. It's not really relevant. It doesn't matter. Um, where Where is this house? This house, um, thank you for putting me on the spot. Florida Mansion. Florida Mansion uh, into leaving her. Florida Mansion. Um, and he says, hey, baby, why don't you pack up a bunch of stuff? We're going on vacation. We're going on a short vacation. Uh, <laughs> and so meet me at the airport. Meet me at the airport. Uh, we're going on a short vacation. And what happens? She gets to the airport with all her stuff, and she's informed, actually, uh, you're not going on vacation. Tiger Woods is breaking up with you. You're now locked out of the house. The, lock, the locks have been changed. Uh, here is $40,000 in cash and the rest of your belongings. Uh, those working for Woods subsequently removed her personal belongings and took 40000 in cash that belonged to her uh, before making... Uh, scurrilous and defamatory allegations about how she obtained the money, the court documents allege. So essentially, uh, Herman's claiming that she and Todd Tucker Woods had a verbal agreement that ensured that no matter what happens, uh, no matter what happens in their relationship, she could live in the in the mansion for eleven years, and she has five more years left on uh, that that the parent verbal <laughs> verbal agreement. But Tiger Woods says, uh-uh. uh, "Let's go on. Va- hey, baby, let's go on vacation. I can't wait to take." you to Italy or Rome or France or any, you know, but it's going to be a couple weeks. So make sure you take a lot of stuff. Make sure you get most of your stuff. Uh, everything that's in the closet. Yeah. You're going to need it all. Every little bit of it. Meet me at the airport uh, in, in a couple hours. <laughs> and she gets here. It's like, Oh, um, you no longer uh, have a place to live. You're being broken up with. You need to figure out what to do with yourself. Uh, and yeah, Tiger Woods doesn't want to talk to you anymore. That's a pretty harsh way to get broken up with, in my opinion. Uh, I can't help but believe that hints were definitely dropped, that conversations were attempted to be had, and uh, she just kind of kept weaseling her way out of it. You know, like, like have you ever, have you ever like been in a situation where, like, I don't know, maybe maybe you tried to break up with someone or somebody tried to break up. I've heard about this from a lot of my friends. You know, they try to break up with someone and then, like, instead of, you know, being an adult about it and saying, oh, okay, this doesn't work for you anymore, they just, like, spend the entire conversation trying to talk you out of it. And then, you know, maybe you cave and suddenly you don't have the backbone to do it and you're like, all right, yeah, fine, yeah, we'll, we'll just try to make this work, you know, I guess. No, Tiger doesn't seem like that kind of guy to me. 
I, I, I think Tiger probably um, avoided confrontation. Okay. I mean, I mean, look, look. Let's let's think about his past a little bit. He he cheats on one of. Mo- I mean, let's be honest. Elon Norgren is a gorgeous woman. She's beautiful. Yeah. Now I don't know anything about her personality. She might be totally insufferable. Maybe, but she might. She's probably not. Let's let's be honest. Probably not. Um, because you got to be kind of. You have to be some kind of level of a maybe, human. Maybe to she be. didn't put in any work. Well, maybe, maybe so. Like there, there's a lot of things that go on in a relationship. Sure, uh, b- besides beauty, uh, but she had that. That's the one th- one aspect that I, that I do know. Uh, and she brought her own money uh, f- from her own career, uh, and she gave you two beautiful kids. But he still like whatever was unresolved in his own heart and his own mind about himself. Uh, kind of you know, because anytime anybody's unfaithful, it's always about your own self and not the partner, really. Uh, so, so so Tiger, you know, stepping out, didn't want to face himself, steps out many times. Then he goes to rehab, this, that, and the other. And embarrasses himself but his mother and his partner and his kids now then he dates Lindsay Vaughn and Lindsay's like fun but I don't really think they ever got off the ground uh it seems like at the moment Tiger's kind of like test driving these relationships but I'm not not really like up for marriage and now that oh we've been together five years uh, I think that's about uh, this car's about had it had it had enough it's time to trade in here uh and Tiger's got so much honestly Tiger's got what what you call bleep you money to where he doesn't have to deal with Emotions. He doesn't have to deal with, uh, I, you know. Once I, I, I bet you Tiger Woods made this decision on a golf course and said, you know, what, uh, I'm going to call my publicist or whoever. I'm going to call my people and just have them take care the, of this. The, the, and the right cart girl came by to refresh the drinks, and he was just like, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to get it's back time, in the game. It's time to trade in. Tiger Woods. He doesn't buy He doesn't buy Toyotas. He leases BMW. So, I, yeah, I, I don't think that any hints were dropped. I think that Tiger, this is exactly how Tiger handled this. I think that he, he was like, what's the best way to handle this with the least confrontation? So she doesn't burn down the house. Uh, she doesn't. We don't have to call the cops to come to the house and remove her. Uh, let's let's figure a scheme employee. And, and that what a scheme. What a scheme. We got to get her to get a lot of her stuff out of the house. I don't want to leave my people with, like, a lot of work to do clearing out her stuff. Uh, I mean, obviously, they, there was some stuff to continue to clear out but but like i mean you're tiger woods you hire movers and you go on right 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 uh and so he thinks you just got to get her out of here get her on the airport do you think he called two men in a truck no, you know, Out on Martin Road East? Abso- well, absolutely he did. 100%. Uh, 2620 Martin Road East. Call, call him today. Get your uh, boxes, t- your packing supplies. 205-755-0050? Sure. 5050, two minute a truck. Movers, who care? No, I think, I, I think Tiger Woods has the... Uh, Currently has the way way better than uh, than just sending the text message. Hey, we're through. Uh, never been broken up by text. Thank the Lord. That's great. But uh, I, I think that uh, I, I think that'd be pretty harsh. But at least phone like, call phone call isn't much better. No, but at least you hear the person um, and they, they respect you enough to tell you like that with their voice. I think that's respectable. When, when, it, when it's been six years. No, no, no. You got to have a little more for six years uh, than that. Uh, so, yeah, but, but you've got the same situation with Tiger and, and Miss Herman. Uh, so, uh, t- Miss Herman, you're, uh, you're probably not going to be winning this lawsuit. Uh, now, she has. Uh, there, there is no recognition of common law marriage in Florida. Right. Worth, so, putting, worth pointing out. And she's basically come out and said she's break, broken the NDA. Now, this is kind of the not, not good thing. Um, uh, the not good part. She's breaking the NDA because she's citing uh, Tiger sexually assaulted her during the during the relationship, and um, we're, I'm very much hoping that that is not uh, the truth. But you know, uh, 
I have no idea. I cannot say one way or the other. I cannot even bend left or right on that. So, uh, because I have no, I, I wasn't in, in, in those, in those circumstances. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that is the reason why a lot of this has come out in the last 24 hours is she has broken her NDA and said, I was done wrong. Uh, and these are kind of the thing, cause a lot, a lot of this allegedly happened months ago. Uh, <laughs> so I, am I going to get canceled if I say that that just kind of tracks for tiger or for the woman, for the woman, I mean, no, I'm, I don't believe in getting canceled. I don't think getting canceled is possible. I think you just kind of, uh, but, and, and that's a, that's a fair perspective. You've always got the people who are on your, on your side of things who are thinking, oh, gold digging woman. But I don't know that. I don't know this woman from Adam. I, I can't say that for sure. I, I'm not comfortable going there myself, but, but I think that's perfectly, I, I think it's not unreasonable to assume. I also think that, it's probably reasonable to assume that Tiger was a little sexually nefarious. Uh, oh, but, yeah, probably. Uh, so, so, like, there might be now, some truth to that, too. Now, was there... But I have no was idea. There, was there allegations of anything less than consensual when the whole cheating scandal was happening back in the day? Is this something with, that he has a record of? Oh, uh, no. I mean, no. Yeah, some of his uh, some of his outside of marital partners they liked, uh, were, were uh, disclosed that he liked to uh, get a little wild, like to uh, be uh, be a little more adventurous. If, if you if you if you're catching the way we're painting the picture right. here. But no, I don't think non-consensual was ever uh, was okay. was ever a part of was ever a part of that. Um, so, uh, you know, Tiger Woods continuing to show that he's a boss teaching Charlie. This is how you break up with women. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not only. Does Charlie Woods have a beautiful golf swing for a 13-year-old? But uh, learning lots of uh, learning lots of lessons for from Daddy Woods. He's gonna he's gonna be on whatever our equivalent of Love Island is in 10 years. Well, as long as he's swinging a golf club, I'm, I'm still going to be watching him because uh, he's he's the man. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our break right here, our last break. We'll come back. We'll close down the show for Inside the Locker Room. Let me tell you, Gary Harris is about to give you uh, two of his interviews. We're going to hear for, hear his talk with Brian Pasek and with Bart Heitch. Yes, Bart Heitch uh, from Mississippi State, a former Mississippi State guard. So we'll get their, his perspective from Bart Heitch and Brian Pasek to kind of set up the Tide Hoops pregame show here at 10 a.m. So we're going to close, close down Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9 right after this. And a lifetime of forgotten words I never got to say Joke! Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by Everwood Treatment Company, the official treated lumber of Alabama athletics. Everwood, wood treated right. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. As we get set for Alabama to start its run in the SEC tournament, here are some thoughts from Nate Oates from Monday's edition of Hey Coach. Yeah, I mean, you got to have some depth in order to uh, win the whole thing because you got to play three straight games. you got to have multiple scoring options. You can't expect one guy to carry every night for three straight games you got to have a solid defense because you're not going to be able to you know just catch fire for for every game offensively so you know our defense has been good I think we're third in the country right now in defensive efficiency that's exactly where we were two years ago when we won it and it obviously helped to make some shots but I think we can still win even when we're not making shots but our the stuff you can control a little bit more of your effort your defense your rebounding you know, that stuff you got to be elite at, and we, we've been pretty good at most of that stuff all year. I'll have more in a moment. 
Producing championship-quality lumber is not an easy process, but at Everwood Treatment Company, it's our only process. Wood treated right. Everwood is championship-quality lumber for decks, outdoor structures, commercial jobs, and more that you can build your reputation on. No rot, no decay, no termites, no problems. Just wood treated right. To locate your local Everwood store, visit everwoodtreatment.com. Everwood Treatment, official lumber of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Join us today for Alabama men's basketball in the SEC tournament. Our radio coverage across the network starts at 11 a.m., leading you up right to tip-off at noon from Nashville. For a full listing of our radio affiliates, head to RollTide.com. And don't forget to listen as well on the Varsity Network app. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Everwood. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Alabama 171 at Kirk Cunningham Road in Northport. Signals are out on 15th Street near Lake Avenue. Drive carefully, and if you see conditions, give me a call. Right now, Townsend Nissan has a great selection of new and used vehicles, and they really want your trade. Go see them today. That's Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Let me set up the next uh, 48, 72 hours or so right here on Tide 100.9. About to get out of here to make way for the Gary Harris Show. Going to have Tide Hoops pregame show at 10. CTSN at 11. Alabama Hoops right here at 12. Ryan Fowler will give you all the breakdown of the game. He's he's doing the the post-game show and the game kind of combined into one program. Can't take Ryan off the air. No way. His phone lines will be open to break down down and and get into whatever happens in the game today. Hopefully, we're all celebrating a Crimson Tide win. Uh, It will be open at 2 o'clock or right after the game, right after CTSN finishes their broadcast. We'll close it down with a little baseball tonight. Want to let you know, over the weekend, we'll we'll broadcast the, the basketball games, of course, on Tide 109. Uh, depending on how far we go, obviously hoping for a Saturday broadcast and a Sunday broadcast, celebrating a wins and celebrating a championship. After Sunday, when Selection Sunday happens, I want to let you know we'll be pu- putting together a Sanderson Invitational Bracket Challenge. I've been giving Barry a hard time. Barry's been kind of asking me, can we set up a bracket? Can we set up a bracket? Yes, Barry, it's going to be very easy. The Sanderson Invitational. You can challenge Wimp. You can challenge Barry. You can challenge me, but that's not near as fun. You can challenge Aiden, but we're, we're, we're easy marks. We're the low-hanging fruit. You can go after the kings and the champs of Wimp and Barry Sanderson and, and really all of our staff. I'm going to make sure that Gary Harris plays and, and Ryan Fowler plays and, and, and Martin Martin Houston fills out a bracket. Xavier, everybody who's on the air is going to fill out a bracket. All my interns are going to fill out a bracket. But you, the listener, can challenge all of us and most importantly, Wimp uh, can challenge all of us to, uh, to, 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 to a bracket challenge. I think Wimp is putting something on the line. I'm not exactly sure what Wimp's going to be putting up, but the Sandersons were talking about a prize, putting up a prize, and we are going to uh, gonna have that for you. That'll be available on Sunday. On Sunday, we will start. Uh, we'll put that on our socials. I'll have Barry share it. I'll have Wimp share it. I'll share it. You'll find it on Tide 109. All the kids will share it as well. So you can challenge Wimp. 
or just go ahead and, and, and take down me and Aiden the easy marks, and uh, we, we, we will celebrate March Madness all year long, uh, all, all the rounds long, all March long. See how far the Alabama Crimson Tide can get. So that's what's going to look what you're going to be looking for over the weekend. As always, you'll be able to hear the baseball as well on Tide conveniently. It looks like the baseball schedule is after all the uh, after the after the basketball games will be again. You'll the softball team is out in Texas, so if you're looking for any softball this weekend, those games can be aired on. ETV 97.5. You can download that app as well. So you'll be able to hear all the action, uh, all the Crimson Tide action on the Tide 100 on the Town Square Networks right here in Tuscaloosa. I'm getting out of here for the moment. I'll give you Gary Harris. He's coming back with Brian Pasnick, and then he's coming back with Bart Heitch, and then we will have Tide Hoops pregame show right here on Tide 100.9. Just beyond the eye, it goes running It's cool.